0: reckon Tim Gossage has just applied GST there. He's added he's added on one for uh, uh, for good measure. Josh Kennedy, West Coast champion, joins us on the show. We've just had Paul Hazelby to unpack Fremantle side of the Western Derby, and Josh, welcome. I, I, I believe the injury crisis is so bad at West Coast now that even the former players have gone to get scans. Is that right?
1: <laughs> uh, good morning, mate. How are you? Uh, look. Um... Yeah, no, just uh, I'm, I'm having checkups, but it's got nothing to do with being able to come back and play. Trust me, trust me.
0: <laughs> no, no thought. You haven't had a phone call yet from Adam Simpson to see if you could get maybe Jam back onto the list and turn up against Melbourne um, on
1: Sunday. Not yet, not yet. But yeah, look, a little bit of carnage happening on the weekend with with West Coast, and um, yeah, I think there's the guys that actually were, had to come and sit off, but I think there's a few others that are sitting there that um, that, that might have hurt himself during the game and continued to play. So hopefully, um, hopefully, all their results come up pretty good, uh, pretty good today because it's going to be um, yeah a bit of a list change, I think, coming into this week.
0: What did you make of the game?
1: Yeah, look, I was um, I. I I couldn't be more prouder, I think, of, of the West Coast boys. I think the way they um showed that resilience in that third quarter and a lot of injuries to, you know, a lot of important people. I think, you know, Luke be going down, he was he was best of field, um, you know, leading right up until he until he hurt himself and he was he's been in fine form the last few weeks. So to lose your captain um and then obviously to lose Gov and Cripper and with it and kind of all in that, that second third um, quarter um, yeah the, the first was a bit of, the first quarter was a bit of a battle i think the second uh, west coast missed a few opportunities and they only kicked five points and um and three were really able to kind of um, press forward with their speed, you know, off a lot of the turnovers that were caused from West Coast. and But that third quarter, the boys stood up. They contested ball, you know, went through the roof and they were able to really, really win the footy and, and get it forward and the, and the forwards, um, you know, being with Cripper down and um, obviously uh, Liam getting getting injured towards that back end. Yeah, they um, they stood up, I think, and uh, fourth quarter was just, yeah, overran. Um, I think that, yeah, the speed that Rio used the footy um, and we were able to kind of slingshot off a lot of the turnovers that happened, I think there was a few tied and sore boys out there, and yeah, they got overrun in the end. The the one
0: ruck plus one makeshift ruck combination—they got murdered in the hitouts, but they were actually to they were actually able to pretty much hold their ground around stoppage. Did you give that a tick, or would that be a question mark going into this week?
1: Oh, yeah, it's interesting. I, I thought Bailey had a really good game. I thought I thought he's just been improving um, week to week and um, obviously coming up against Equality, um, well, a quality couple of ruckmen in Darcy and Jackson and, you know, as much as he got smashed in the hit out, um, the boys around, I suppose, at ground level were able to kind of balance those clearances out. Um, and, yeah, I'm not too sure what the final stats were for the clearances, but I know that they will they were fairly even. I think so it was 39-35. The to- yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So pretty, pretty even um, towards the, the whole game, and uh, so the boys on the ground were, we're doing um, all they could to kind of minimise, I suppose, threeo um, getting their first hands on it, and um, yeah, and I thought Bailey competed really well around the ground. Now moving into Melbourne, obviously they've got some, they've got some other quality ruckmen, so it'd be interesting to see which way um, Adam goes, but you know playing kids and playing some young kids coming through. Got Harry Barnett sitting there ready to go. So hopefully um, he he could get a chance this week.
0: That was my next question, actually. I spoke to um, Gavin Bell a little bit earlier, and they said they were very impressed with what Harry Barnett was able to do in the waffle. If you were them, I know Ruckman takes some time, and Harry's had an interrupted preparation. If you were them, would you be prepared to, to roll the dice and go with him?
1: Yeah, well, it, it kind of all. Yeah, I suppose when you're able to play, say, Jakey Waterman as that second ruck, you obviously you list. Um, I suppose in the healthiness of your, your your top eighteen are probably sitting there now. Losing, losing boots, losing Gov, uh, losing Cripper, um, and Liam may not get up. I'm not too sure on how he how he put up, but he looked pretty sore. So all of a sudden, Jakey will probably have to sit back and play a bit more of a forward line role so it does give that opportunity to, to bring someone like Harry in um, and, and be a part of that ruck mix so um, yeah like I said run, really young kid who's been he's doing pretty well um, from all reports he's been training well and, and then obviously the waffle game on the weekend um, he's starting to, to hit his straps so yeah, to give him a chance against I suppose the, a couple of the best ruckmen in, in the league you know it's a good opportunity for him Any mail
0: on the injuries Josh? We know that um, the, they <laughs> They had the scans, I think, yesterday afternoon, last night, and uh, information is uh, yet to filter through. But yep. McGovern's looks serious, and I I, well, I I couldn't imagine we would see him inside of six weeks, and that's being the most optimistic we can be. I think Cripps' broken ankle means months, not weeks. But Luke Shuey, it, yep. it, it sounded like they were there was some reasonable optimism about his hamstring.
1: Yeah, well, well, ever since talking to you on on Tuesdays, now the boys don't talk to me, so I don't get any information. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> they talk to you on Wednesday. But, um, <laughs> yeah, they, they do, they do, they do. But um, so I'm only going off kind of what I saw um from watching the game and um, <clears throat> yeah, and to hear and obviously what Simo says at the end of the game, just like you and everyone else. So, um, Gov did look pretty bad, you look a lot worse um than what 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 Boots's was and um boots, you know, from his end, you know, he has had some, some hammies and he had some calves and, um, you know, he would be pretty restrictive on as soon as there is something little, um, he would he would take himself off, so hopefully his isn't too bad, mean, um, it's just a, a little bit of scar tissue or something that's going on there, but yeah, Gov's does, does look pretty bad, I'm not too sure on the extent of it, but, you know, hopefully it's not hammy off the bone or those type of things because he was grabbing pretty high up Crippers, um, yeah, he was, he's obviously having surgery this week, so his ankle is going to be a long time, and um, widow 's yeah knock was was was, was pretty big, uh, and the concussion protocols will see him probably miss miss a week. Um, uh, other two guys that I kind of saw go down was probably Chess. I think Chess was getting his knee assessed at one stage but he seemed to be able to get back out there and, and on the field and, and Oscar took that um, that mark kind of over the back and as he went over the boundary line he seemed to grab his knee so that could have just been a little stinger. He could have just landed awkward on it. Um, hopefully it's nothing too serious but he was able to continue and I suppose have his shot and, and play the rest of the game and uh, Liam's probably the big one. You've been able to not see him jump or fly for the footy and, and move with that speed that he. He had, um, even him kicking it looked like his, his, his leg was giving away a bit, so um, yeah, but it's, he was grabbing his knee a fair bit, but obviously the height that he came down from landing on his head, you know, it's was more worried about his neck or back, so it'd be interesting to see um, what the pork comes back with Liam.
0: Yeah, neck, back or head, we thought, and then we saw the knee sort of move yeah. si- sideways as the leg comes down, and you wondered whether it was something like that, watched him walk laps at Lathlain Park or Mineral Resources Park yesterday. He was, um, as I used to describe you and you last year, getting around like a half-open pocket <laughs> knife. But he was, uh, but he was out there, which has to be, um, which has yeah. to be a, a positive sign, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Well, I,
1: you know, that that fall was. It looked. It looked. It looked pretty serious, but um, and obviously his leg must have just been caught up as it come down. It, it might have, you know, been an angle that it flips, you know, a bit too much and might have tweaked his knee a bit. So I'm um, unsure on what it what it looks like. But if he's, he's out walking around today um, or yesterday, sorry, then um, you know that is a positive sign. But um, but yeah, it, uh, it it just depends how the week goes out, how scans go, and 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 what he's able to do towards the back end of this week to to be able to get up and play because um, he looked pretty ginger.
0: One, The one that concerned me Was the fact that Chester was in a knee brace After the game Are, are we able to rule out anything yeah. really big there are, are we that far Do we have at least information that he's he's Not going to face surgery and the rest of the year On the sidelines again
1: oh, no, it's, it's it's interesting I think um, over the course of the Many years, in the last 10 years Now, you know, um, seeing boots And seeing braces they, uh, they don't actually mean too much You back I suppose a few years ago or 10 years ago, if you had a brace or a boot, it means something serious was going on now. Um, a lot of the time, uh, the physios and the docs just use them as precautionary measures because they're not too sure on, on what happens. And to be able to take a bit of pressure off some pain or, you know, generally, you know, say you did your ankle pretty bad or you might have, you know, tweaked your knee a little bit, you know, you might go home with some taping, um, just like as you would playing. Um, you'd strap your ankle and everything, whereas whereas now there's, there's obviously... Um, things like braces and boots that can help relieve that pressure um, and those guys sometimes are in in those um, in those braces. Like Chesh could have been in a brace just uh, before he, until he got a scan or until it pulled up today and then see how he's going, if there's any pain walking. So, um, yeah, it's, it's hard to, when you see those things, you think, think the worst, but... Um, I think the physios and docs over the last, you know, decade or so have really just utilised um, having those, I suppose, tools to be able to take a lot of pressure off um, certain acute injuries that, that happen on the game.
0: You, the the performance of Ruben Jinby as an inside midfielder, and particularly in the third quarter when West Coast dominated contested possession and came hard at Fremantle, what well, that was. That was something to behold, I thought, and I would have thought that that would give yourself and other West Coast supporters a lot of optimism about where the rebuild is at.
1: Oh, yeah, mate. It's fantastic to see, I suppose, um, you know, a high-quality draft pick come through West Coast. We haven't had many um, for, for the last few years. I think Gaffy and, and J.D. were the last few in 2011. So um, to see, you know, Ruben come in and, and I suppose, train the way he's trained, um, had the preseason he has, and then to be able to back up, you know, some consistent games um, for a young kid, is, is, is it's great to see. It's pretty exciting. Um, he, he seems pretty strong over the footy. He doesn't seem to go to ground a lot. Um, you know, which is which is a lot of issue with a lot of young kids coming through, especially in that midfield. But um, he seems composed. He, he knows what to do with the footy, and um, he knows how to, I suppose, work around it. So it's been, um, yeah, it's very exciting. I think all West Coast fans should be should be very excited about um yeah the future and and what he can bring to uh, this footy club. He's got that
0: country boy knack of using his hips. To trade weight Hasn't he when he, mm. when he crashes in hard At ground level He uses his hips To shift them off the ball He doesn't give ground much Certainly gives Incredibly little ground For an 18 year old And uh, It's a really yeah. impressive trait he's got
1: yeah, definitely. Like I said, he doesn't go to ground too much. So um, the way he, he positions his body to to go in for a contest, even win a footy, um, his hands he's, he's very, very clean, um, and his, his his hands are very quick. So by the time he's able to get in that good position, that strong position to be able to win a footy or, or at least have it, um, he's able to scoop it up and flick the ball out pretty quick. And he's obviously got that awareness of his players around him, which is um which is something that uh, he sometimes can't teach. So it's it, it's it's good to see him. Yeah, when he's in those positions.
0: Are you confident Elliot Yo gets up for this weekend against Melbourne? Um
1: uh fifty fifty I think. I'm not too sure. I haven't really I saw Yoy last week and um he said everything was progressing all right and I think, you know, it was before round one, I think it might have Before round Garth one, that's right. Yep. Yeah, well, it was before round one, yeah. So um so what are we looking at there? Nearly three weeks now. So yeah, it's um do I don't know how bad uh, he seemed to think it was it was okay, and he's, he's possibly a chance. I think, which um, which Simo will be pretty happy if he is is a chance. But but once again, when you've got um when you've got some uh, players of his caliber and. Um, you know, if we didn't have, if West Coast didn't have all these injuries this week, would they be pushing to play him? I think, yeah, if, if if they weren't, then they they probably should leave him and let him make sure he's right, because you don't want to risk one or two games early, um, and for the sake of you know missing another five or six later on down the track. So, Harry Edwards the
0: obvious man to replace Jeremy McGovern, or are there other options? Do you think?
1: yeah I, I think so i think so you've got you've got bazo who's um who's been being back play, back playing now um and there's harry um rothie is obviously a bit of a smaller um type but i, I assume that either harry edwards or Rhett rap bazo would come in um you know at this stage to kind of replace gov um and then yeah there's a few other backmen there with widow i think with with Rothy or luke Foley um these guys so um, you know, as much as these older fellows have gone down with injury, you know there is some exciting young guys coming through and have all had consistent kind of pre seasons and and uh, and been able to perform. So um, you know, as much as I suppose the status of these guys aren't aren't up to, or who the guys are going out, but um, these guys really you know put their foot forward and, and, and have really um, worked hard on, I suppose their strengths um, and yeah, built on their weaknesses over many years and um, yeah. Hopefully Hopefully these guys get a chance and, and be able to play consistent footy and, and stay in the team as, as we go go forward.
0: Well, you would think that Cripps out and possibly Ryan out means that Noah Long definitely stays in and his form warrants him staying yep. in. But also Elijah yeah. Hewitt might get a full game as opposed to a game as a sub.
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's, um, I suppose it's been interesting um, seeing Elijah be that be that sub. And I think I heard Simo talk after the game saying that, uh, you know, he's – been having to do a lot of top-up work to be able to run out of game and um, I think coming on as that sub on the weekend I don't think he came off so he would have played a full you know 30 to 40 minutes or or whatever it was um, in terms of his game time um, flat out with no break so hopefully um, he's obviously got his fitness up to a level where he can he can outlast the game because it's probably looking like he'll um, yeah he'll be playing a full game next week.
0: Geez, it's fast now, isn't it, Josh? The game has evolved very quickly <laughs> yeah. and, and clubs have worked out quickly how to exploit the stand-the-mark and the protected space rule. And and it's almost yeah. like Collingwood have flicked a switch on a new brand of footy. And do you, do you like it? And how many goals would you have kicked if they were playing this brand when you were running around? <laughs>
1: Uh, well, as a forward, you always love um, speed in speed in the ball movement. So, regardless of how it gets there by foot, or if it is with quick hands, or a little bit of chaos, I suppose breaking those lo- breaking those lines as a forward, you really love it and. And that's a, that's the way it shifted. I, I think over the last few years, obviously, def, defence is still the biggest biggest part of footy, and um, the way you defend and, and how you attack off it, you know, it's still probably number one. But um, teams in now being able to, I suppose, utilise their strengths in, in the speed, um, the endurance. Um, and that high, yeah, high repeat speed kind of efforts that, that they can do and being able to take the footy along with you and moving it pretty quick to, to break down, I suppose, a lot of defence structures is is the way it's going. And, yeah, Collingwood have been unbelievable at it. Um, a lot of teams, when they get it going, have, have been pretty good at it. I think West Coast even this year, with the way they're handballing a lot more is, is really helping, I suppose, that speed of um, kind of ball movement and breaking those lines. And guys like Jermaine Jones and um, when they get the ball their hand and they're able to kind of skip around and, and just break that one line of defense it just opens up so many more options for um for the team going forward so yeah it's uh, it's very exciting i don't know how many goals i would have kicked but um but that's the way as a forward you love, love the footy because it just causes a bit of disruption with defense and you're able to get just i suppose that little bit more of an edge on, on your defender in in terms of when the footy's coming pretty quick at hey, you? Yeah?
0: I think I've got a number for how many goals you would have kicked. It's a number that a mate of mine used to use often, about 11-70, I reckon. You would have kicked a lot. Um, <laughs> one more before I let you go. Um, will you tip West Coast to beat Melbourne on Sunday?
1: Oh, it's going to be this is a very, very tough option. I think um, I think with the list and um, with a few of these guys coming out, um, I, I'd you still want to back them in to be able to play their brand of footy. Um, but seeing a lot of the calibre come out, that the healthiness of that list does drop a fair bit. So it's going to be a really tough, tough challenge. And yeah, you're probably, you're probably more likely swimming towards Melbourne. But, um, but, you know, it's it, I think the competitive and resilience that they're, they've been showing, um, especially the last couple of weeks and that third quarter, I think, yeah, i take my hat off to them. It was, um, it was amazing to see. I think as a fan sitting on the sideline now, I um, was pretty proud of their efforts.
0: Josh Kennedy, West Coast legend, on his thoughts on the Eagles' efforts in Western Derby 56. Josh, thank you so much for joining us on the show. We look forward to talking to you again next week. Thanks, mate. Josh Kennedy. All right, we'll take a break and be back with more Mornings with Mark Duffield after the break.